0: Hey there, everybody, welcome back to something super spiritual. I am your host, Jeffrey Peck, and I'm doing things a little bit differently this week because I edited the video for YouTube first and in doing so, I forgot to keep a space where I could introduce my next guest after the intro. So it's coming before the intro this week. You guys is really, it's really special because Britta does a lot of work for the organization called Helping Parents Heal. HelpingParentsHeal.org is an incredible organization, nonprofit, worldwide. They're everywhere. And their main goal is truly to help parents heal after losing a child. And I think it started 10 or 10, 11, 12 years ago. It hasn't been around that long, but they've really made some incredible strides globally. And I think they're at about 34, 35,000 members now worldwide. So this is a really great conversation about parents who lose children. And that's probably one of the worst experiences of grief that we as human beings may experience. She does a lot of demonstrating in front of, uh, hundreds of people on the zoom with with their events and she's really beautiful you guys i really want to encourage you to look her up look her up on youtube she has quite a few youtube videos of her demonstrating for the helping parents heal organization and i want to encourage you to take a look at the organization itself you might have somebody in your life that may need to take a look for their own healing and Support. Britta is a talented, highly respected and certified evidential medium, psychic and animal communicator. Originally from California, Britta connects with clients worldwide. Her life path is not about changing anyone's belief system. She's merely a facilitator to connect you to your loved ones on the other side. She's been helping and supporting helping parents heal since 2018 and currently resides in London. So please enjoy today's episode and put it on your calendar. June 16th, watch for my announcements on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, something super spiritual going live on YouTube. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to something super spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die, and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Britta, Nicole, welcome to Something Super Spiritual. I'm so happy to have you here. You guys, Britta is a referral, a friend through a friend. My friend, Carrie Alderucci, and Brita had a mutual exchange a month or so ago, and Carrie got a hold of me right away and said, you have to talk to Britta, you have to get Britta on your show. And I was so excited to know that she actually said the same thing to you because you reached out to me before I reached out to you. And that was like last week. So here we are. And this is happening so quickly. So I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, my first time meeting Carrie was on screen. And so it was exciting to connect to her son, as probably many of you might know his story and her story. And so it was just fantastic to make that connection. And at the time when I was making the connection with her, I was doing a gallery reading and I didn't even know she was a medium until after the gallery reading was over. So that was really neat.
0: Yeah. For you guys listening that have been around since last year, Carrie was on episode three. Carrie Alderucci wrote the book, Demystifying Mediumship, What Makes a Medium? And my story is included in this collection of I think 17 mediums. My experience with Carrie, my very first day at Arthur Finley, her son came through for me as well. So changed my life in ways I can't even begin to explain. And here we are, fast forward today and here's Britta. So we wanna know about Britta. I love what you're doing. Britta works with Helping Parents Heal, which is an organization for parents that have lost children, but but they call them something star parents. Gold star parents?
1: Shining light parents. Shiny, yeah oh, so. shiny Shining light parents. Mm-hmm.
0: Parents that have gone through the unspeakable, I mean, just horrifying experience of losing a child. I can't even, I don't, I'm not a parent and I just can't even fathom that. So thank you for what you do for these these parents. And I've, I've referred so many people to helping parents heal. So Britta, let's start with, let's start it with you. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Have you been connected to spirit in this way since, since the crib or is this later in life? (laughs) What, what's your story?
1: Yeah. So great question. You know, throughout my life as a child, I was really intuitive. I was really psychic. I was that kid in school who knew who was going to win the spelling bee. I knew what the test score was going to be before the teacher handed it back to me. So I always had this inner knowing from a psychic standpoint, from my own intuitive standpoint, and it really grew over the years. I never really thought ever anything about mediumship or even really what it was. I didn't know that term. When I was 15, something I don't really talk about much, but I did have a near-death experience. And at the time, I didn't know it was a near-death experience, but I believe that that was the catalyst to help me start looking and searching for more answers of spirituality. I was raised Catholic, but not strict Catholic. So I always knew that there was a presence of spirit guides. I had a big belief in that. But after this near-death experience, I just started searching for more and more. And it really wasn't until my thirties, after I was done having children, that I actually crossed paths with a woman at a workshop who studied near-death experiences at San Diego State. And that's all she studied. And so I had the chance to ask her and share with her my story. And she said, absolutely, that's what you, that's what you had. And and, and that's it. So that was just kind of confirmation from that point. However, the way the mediumship actually started was I was in that workshop with this woman, and one of the activities—it was just a spiritual enlightening workshop, and not specific for mediumship. But one of the activities was how how everybody's a medium, and so they paired us off. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm I'm psychic, but I don't know about mediumship. And the first connection I made was with another class participant, and her adult daughter had come through with blaring colors. It was incredible, and that woman just said you have it, you know what you're doing. And I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. So (laughs) that just kind of started from that point on that I started searching. And so, yeah, that that was really the beginning of starting to dive more in and figuring out who could I go study with? What was this all about? I was just a newbie in all of it, but I never thought I'd be where I'm at today, which is professionally doing it and only doing mediumship in in my work.
0: Wow. Yeah. 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 So how long have you been doing this? professionally then?
1: So I started out professionally right around like 2016. And, you know, I always try to tell people start slow when you're going, because you don't know where the journey is going to take you. And I actually did about eight to nine months of no charge readings, no charge readings, just to get the experience. I had a full website going and people could come and, and work with me. And it gave me an opportunity to see you know, what was I learning from the spirit world? And and Mm -hmm. what was this all about? And then I really just transitioned from there slowly, I was working full time. And then slowly, I think it was probably around 2018, 19, I pulled back from work. And a whole nother aspect of me is I'm a mom, I've got three kids, they're all young school aged kids. And we've moved a lot. So we've lived all over the world. And so I'm coming Mm -hmm. at you from London right now. And I'm able to take my work wherever I go. Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah.
0: I get that. I did the same thing. I did free readings for, I'd say almost a year and a half to two years. And it's, I think it's very important as well when you are headed this direction, really learning how your communication works, because it's a little bit different for all of us. You know, when we talk to each other who do this work, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Like, Oh, I experienced it this way. You experienced that way. I mean, it's, it's similar, but it's, it's different, but it's similar, but it's different. And it's, I I do agree. It's very important to understand how this, how this works within us and absolutely taking it slow.
1: Yeah.
0: Like for me, my, my Claire audience, I didn't understand the Claire audience because, well, I had expectations and demands that I didn't even realize I had, <laughs> because I had friends who literally heard voices on the outside of their head. Wow. And when I was like, well, I don't hear voices on the outside of my head. And then I heard others will say, well, we'll know that you, a lot of people hear it on the inside of their head. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm working at it and I'm working at it and I'm trying to figure it out. I don't hear voices on the inside of my head either. <laughs> but what yeah. I realized all along, my Claire audience works. It's like, it's like words and phrases and paragraphs of words just like plop into my head. And, and so that's, you know, that's how it works for me. And that's what I mean by trying, getting to understand how your own Claire's work.
1: And I I can agree with you more. I had, similar experience in the sense that I thought to be a medium, you would see the visit of your grandfather at the foot of your bed or your grandmother floating on the ceiling. And I never had those experiences. So I just never, ever thought that was part of my journey. And I learned later on that objective mediumship, which is seeing the soul outside, you know, like looking at you right now, I'm looking, you know, I could see outside and I'm not an objective medium. Doesn't mean it wouldn't open up down the road, but less than 5% of all mediums are actually objective mediums.
0: Yep, yep, Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that too. Yeah. And you know what? And and I've, I've hoped for it. I'm like, when is it going to happen? Bring it on. <laughs> then I, I wonder like, if I did see it, how would I react? Would I be like, oh, you know, yeah? <laughs> what, what is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now here we are, you're in London and where did helping parents heal fall into your journey?
1: Yeah, great question. So it was probably closer to around 2017 ish, 2018. I was working with a group, a Facebook group that I work closely with online, and we would meet every week and we would work on development and some were mediums and some weren't. And I had never really brought through a child, and I thought it would be a very intense experience. And I was a bit nervous about it. And, and one of these sessions, I actually unbeknownst to me had, had brought through who a woman who's now one of my closest friends, who's also a medium had lost, had lost a son. And the evidence was just astounding as he was sharing himself with, with me through me. And that's really kind of where it started. And from there, I just started really connecting. And as I went professional, I offered myself up to Helping Parents Heal. And Helping Parents Heal is an amazing international nonprofit organization to, to help parents. And anything that a medium can do to help or, or give a talk or do gallery readings, it's done. And that's really kind of where it started. They're not that old. They've only been around for about a decade. Mm-hmm. And so back in 2018, they were still kind of in their infant stages. And you know, sadly, it's a group that continues to grow as life continues to go forward and move forward. Everyone's losing, you know, people have crossed over in that sense. And so that's really, it was a very organic approach. It just, it just happened that I was able to start connecting with people and helping parents heal.
0: Yeah. For those listeners that have lost children and they are, you know, in, in, in the throes of grief and questioning and, you know, could you talk a little bit more about what the organization does for the parents and how, I know you said that, you know, they give talks and and whatnot, but what could somebody who's listening expect if they were to look up helping parents heal and what would it do for them?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's 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 a non-religious group. All religions are are, are welcome. Their their motto is to be, you know, hopeful, helpful, and and healing. And and it's a process. And so everybody's at a different place on their grief journey. And it's a collective group of parents from all walks of life children of all ages. They have children who who crossed right at birth all the way to children who were young adults, older adults. It's all different variants. And so they actually have chapter meetings and they have chapter support groups within your local area. So I would be stunned if any the person's local area that was interested in reaching out to helping parents heal, didn't have a chapter group near them because there's multiple ones in in multiple in every state there's chapter groups and they're they're countrywide now i mean they're in switzerland they're in the united kingdom you know they're so so they're all over and so they meet online they also meet in person. And then the way that I'm able to give back, because I'm in London right now, is they will have different opportunities where you can go and work with the group. In January, I worked with a group of parents who lost children death by suicide. There's also a special needs group that I've worked with in the past for parents who have lost children that had special needs. You know, so there's a different journey, oftentimes with different parents in what's happened in their own, you know, respective lives with their children. And so it's just an absolutely beautiful update lifting organization. You know, these parents get together and they they love to share stories and the signs that their kids bring them and how they can communicate with them and talk with them. And it's really helping parents build that relationship.
0: Wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love what you just said because I speak about that often as well. The bond with our loved ones doesn't end when, when they cross over. The bond can continue to grow it's just different because their body's not here but they're still with us absolutely and and i have my experience with that was i lost my grandmother in 2002 and we were really really close i was always you know sensitive i knew that there had to be more i didn't think that death was you know ashes to ashes dust to dust kind of thing I, i didn't really think much of it but i just knew there was just a knowing i had so after she passed over the next, you know, three, four years, I always said that, you know, I talk to my grandma all the time and it's like our, our relationship has changed, but it's grown and people didn't quite understand what I meant, or maybe they just, you know, thought I was a little <laughs> wacky, you know, talking to my grandma, <laughs> believing that she's listening, but no, but she does. They do. They absolutely do. You know, I love that. With respect to the the organization, what has been your experience witnessing these parents as you're giving a demonstration? And I imagine you're giving a demonstration to quite a few people. And as we do with gallery readings, with a number of people in front of us, we're giving evidence to show who's with us, who's here. The parents to stand up. I imagine that it has to be pretty pretty emotional. And you know. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was going to
1: say, I I think emotional in the sense that there's also a lot of joy. I mean, these parents are so excited and vibration is everything, as you know, when it comes to mediumship. And so when you get a collective group of shining light parents together, they just already vibrate so high. It's incredible. And yeah, there are a lot of parents on the Zoom sessions. And the nice thing about Zoom is the parents from all over the world can join in. Yes. That are part of helping parents heal in the comfort of their own home. So as the medium goes to demonstrate, the evidence has to be pretty specific in order Mm -hmm. for you to find the parent that's in, you know, the sea of hundreds of parents and every medium, as you know, works differently, but when that sometimes I like to call it, it's like a spirit off, you know, you might have a soul that steps forward and it's amazing how much information that can be so specific. You still have three moms who can take everything and the kids know, you know, it's almost like I just did a demonstration two nights ago and it's like the kids know that here's their opportunity to step forward. And they're all figuring out how are we going to connect to our mom? You know, how are we going to, I almost want to say push forward to the front, but they almost piggyback sometimes with that information. And you'll see time and time again, these mothers will say, that's exactly my son. That's my son too. And the intelligence of spirit is just incredible for them to pick such specific things that they're showing all the way down to one time I had two women who could take all the information and their son showed me that they recently had taken their wallet and dropped all their coins on the floor by accident. And both women could still take it. And I thought to myself, what are the chances yeah. you know of that happening so it's 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 really uplifting the demonstrations are really uplifting for for the the moms i did one on mother's day it's it's just beautiful to be able to give something back in in the best way possible and it's it's you walk away as the medium just so you know uplifted and and joyful about all the love that you've been able to spread but yes you do have the recipients in all different stages on their journey yeah so
0: and 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 thank you you you, you must be psychic because <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> where i was going in my head talking about the emotion because you do have the people that are in the in the throes of that horrifying grief right but then you have the parents who are a little bit further along in their in their in their grieving process, right, mm-hmm. and have have spent some time with helping parents heal and 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 watching a lot of these events happen, and and their their grief transforms into hope and joy, even if their loved one doesn't come through for them in that particular event. Witnessing all of this happening for everybody else is so healing for everybody there and Absolutely. then and and i love that i love that transformation from that from the pain of grief to the to to the hope within grief and the joy within grief and mm-hmm. and toward at towards the end of of those events it's just so beautiful
1: it is and you know i think the parents as as they're able to come together collectively and share similar experiences they realize their kids are still right here. They're around them every second of the day. These these parents do not walk this journey alone. And that is one of the biggest things that I try to stress whenever I'm connecting to a Shining Light parent is you are not alone on this. The children show time and time again what's going on in the parents' lives. The evidence is just amazing at times that they're showing them they're not alone and they're supporting them and everything that they can do on this journey. So it takes another level of making that relationship with anybody that's lost somebody child Parent, wife, you know, any of that sort, it takes a special commitment and time, and it doesn't happen overnight. And I think, if anything, the impatience, everybody wants to snap their fingers and say, Okay, I want to talk to my loved one. And I try to tell people it's not like picking up the telephone. You know, you have to listen through your heart, you have to listen in different ways. But as we continue to be open to it, more and more shows itself because everything, everything is divinely timed. Everything, every sign, everything. That (laughs)
0: is the absolute truth. Oh you just you just said a mouthful and I had I had so many directions to go with with everything <laughs> you just said speak to those who are listening regarding actually hold on I want to go back and talk about one of my favorite things you brought up that people are not alone they're never alone their their kids their loved ones are with them here on out one of I was what I was thinking is one of my favorite things within readings is when the the children, the loved ones, the parents, the spouses, whomever, start talking about things that are happening in their life right now. And it's, for me, it's like, it's it's amazing to give the evidence of who this person is, what they loved in life, their personality, their idiosyncrasies, Mm -hmm. their little quirks, right? But when we start talking about things that are happening in the sitter's life today, it just like takes that to a whole new level within themselves and it like, raises this level of, oh, wow, it just shows them that they really are still part of their lives. They're not missing out. And I love 100%. that part. And And then now to fast forward how they are always, you know, trying to give us messages, talk a little bit about what you have experienced in The children showing these parents, I've been getting a hold, trying to get a hold of you. I've been, this is what these are the messages I've been giving you. (laughs) Talk a little bit for the people who have been questioning. Are they there? Are they listening? Am I getting (laughs) messages? I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. Please talk about that.
1: Everything is just amazing. The kids, I mean, they vibrate so high and they, they want to connect to their parents and, and make it easy for them and show them. I just had a woman last night who had lost a daughter and the daughter was showing me squirrels. And she said to me, clairaudiently, she said, I've been sending my mom squirrels but she doesn't want the squirrels anymore. So I'm sending her hummingbirds now. And so I repeated this to the mom and she's just laughing in stitches. And she says, oh my gosh, that's true. I I, I knew the squirrels were coming from her and I just was seeing too many. And I said, stop with the squirrels. And I said, well, now you've got the hummingbirds. And she said, you're right. I've been seeing hummingbirds. And so it's that kind of moment where how else can you explain? How, how can you explain that this is even possible? I had a I had a mother earlier today from Serbia. I had no idea that's where she was from. And her son told me what he called her in their native language. And I was stunned and I was pronouncing it. And I said, he calls you this. It, it, it was like, it was like Mamika. And she's stopped and she said, yes. And she said, how do you know that? And I said, cause he's, he's telling me this right now. And it was just the most incredible moment. And, and at the end, cause I don't let people talk too much during the session, but at yep. the end she said, you know, I have to tell you, she said, my son always called me that always called me that. And it makes me feel so good to, to, to know that he's right here. And I said, you know, that's when I said, where are you from and what was the language? And, and, and we had the, the formalities, but the evidence is it doesn't stop. I just had a gallery reading; people can find on YouTube a couple days ago. And I had a, a, a young girl that had crossed over, and she was talking all about going to the lake, this family vacation, going to the lake. And I'm and I literally, I tell people it's like I have a GoPro on my chest, and I'm like looking down at, at like the feet of her, and I can see her feet on the the shore. And I said, it's definitely a lake; it's not a beach. And the mom said, I just rented and reserved a boat for the lake yesterday. I can't believe that. That's just amazing. I love hearing that my daughter's going to be with me on this family vacation. I mean, you can't make it up. No. It's incredible. No. The evidence is just astounding that the, the children share and, and really all the loved ones. But you really hit home when you say they want to hear what's going on today. The memories are beautiful, but Mm -hmm. when you're in a deep stage of grief and you're trying to get through every day and you're trying to wrap your head around, how is this even possible? I didn't know this was possible my whole life. Nobody ever taught me this. You know, how is it that my kid is right here? Am I holding them back? Are they still growing? Are they doing things that they want to do? You know, so there's a million questions, you know, sometimes I'll get questions of who's taking care of my child, you know, and, and so you have to meet, the sitter where they're at and yes. and intuitively, I think as mediums, we all know intuitively where the sitter is at because the soul and spirit knows exactly where their loved one is at. And that's that trust in the spirit wholeheartedly that the information that they're sharing is designed exactly for their loved one that's receiving it.
0: Uh. So true. You know, and that's another thing I talk about all the time, the intelligence to spirit that we literally cannot wrap our mortal brain around. We we just can't. (laughs) There are things that we think we need answers that we think we, we want, but spirit knows there's other things that have to come first. And, and it's, yeah, it's, and then what's so amazing about that is after those answers come that spirit knows is necessary first, the people are generally like, Oh, now I get it. I understand why <laughs> that had to happen first, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah. So, so- and a lot
1: of times we don't we don't know the whole story. You know, mm-hmm. we're just sharing that information we there's so many layers to what's being shared right you know i mean we could probably sit for hours and talk after a session with a client to hear how it's all placed in in different ways and a lot of times i'm sure you notice this too sometimes evidence comes through and it has like a double or triple layered meaning so you see it as one way the parent or any of the sitters can can accept it and then they say it also means this and this and it's like wow the huh. intelligence you know amazing
0: Oh, the one piece of evidence that gives three different meanings is just, it's just, yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> it's <awesome. laughs> Do we call that a triple? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> so the, the questions that you were rattling off earlier, who's taking care of my child? You know, are my children still growing? Are they doing what they want to? Great What's questions. Your response? What are your responses? Yeah, those?
1: Great questions. Well, The spirit world are my greatest teachers. So I only can speak on what I have learned from those in spirit, even though I have mentored and tutored with, with others until I have actually experienced it myself through evidence and validation only then can I express it. So I'll I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of a story. I just had a couple, a couple nights ago and their little baby had crossed over prematurely. And it was sharing with me that its mom had a cupcake. And she hadn't eaten this cupcake. So the baby was showing me this cupcake and it was showing me, um, you know, I want you to eat the cupcake. You need to eat the cupcake. And all of a sudden she's just laughing about it. And I said, oh, and he's telling me he prefers vanilla over chocolate. And that was about it. And so fast forward two days later, and she sends me an email and she says, I want to let you know, this was my son's birthday two days ago. And his cousin had baked cupcakes in his honor and put his name on top of the cupcake. The mom was away on a vacation with the dad in honor of the son's birthday to not be around. And so they got a photo sent to them of the cupcake. So that's why she couldn't eat the cupcake. <laughs> so the intelligence, and this was the tiniest of souls, you know, this was the tiniest of little souls. And so there is no age in the afterlife, but what I typically see is, is usually... A around the age that they pass. And then many times they will actually show me that they're growing. And, you know, I've had, I've had clients where the, 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 the soul passed under the age of one and and they're showing me themselves at 10 years old, you know, and sometimes it confuses the recipient and they're like, well, my loved one didn't pass at that age. And, and so we have to talk about, okay, well, let's see what they're showing us. And where's the evidence in this. And a lot of the times it's the evidence of how they're all around and what's currently going on in their life. Or they'll talk about, you know, the littlest of babies, the souls will talk about what color the nursery was going to be they'll, they'll they'll talk about the month that the the conception happened you know the age that they would be today so it's really amazing as far as the question of who's taking care of my child a lot of times the children will show me if they're very young who else is around them the grandparents maybe it's an uncle it could be anybody of that sort but there's not a need to be taken care of in the way that we think of it in the human form. Agreed. So we that's a human, you know, yeah. moment, I guess, mm-hmm. to say.
0: I I absolutely agree. The, when children do crossover, they aren't here. Children are are literally helpless for the first number of years of their life, right? It's not like that when they go to spirit. In fact, I I just had a reading the other day where I had this this father coming through but There was another person with him and I sensed a mature person, but presented as like a 10 year old. And I said, I I need to let you know that he's with the boy, but this boy feels much more mature than, than, than a boy. I know it's Mm -hmm. been a long time, but this is just an identifying factor. And she goes, yeah, his brother died when he was nine years old. And when my dad was, you know, 14. So it was just a way for him to show that, that he's with his brother. And also to, to, to also show that, you know, age is really, it's more often than not just an identifying factor. So we know who we have and then, (laughs) and then they just carry on. It's yeah. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's
0: so beautiful. So within your experience within these, these galleries, Can you tell us, describe an experience where you really literally were just left in awe? You like to witness that healing happening in front of you from despair to the end of a reading where it just lifted this person's energy, their spirits, their hope Mm -hmm. in a way that is just to witness that is so miraculous.
1: Yeah. I can tell you on a one-to-one reading, you really get a chance to to experience that. I, I had a, a woman who had never gone to a medium before about a month ago, and she came to me for the first time. And she was, I could tell right away, she was new in her grief journey. And she had a young adult son that had crossed. And I, all these stories I share, I have permission to share just so you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he was talking about was his connection with mom. And he was showing me, and I was literally feeling it at the same time that he gave her tingles in her chin cheek region. No, I I can't take that. And I said, gosh, I said, he's, that's what he's showing me. And she says, no. And I I, I haven't felt anything from him. And I said, he's telling me it's coming. I said, you're going to see this. You're going to feel this in the next couple of days. I got an email three days later. And she said, oh my gosh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had all these tingles exactly as my son said all over my chin and my cheek. How is this even possible? Is this real? Like her mind was totally stunned, amazed, confused all at once, like how is this possible? And so I think there's so many layers just in in that example, because the intelligence of spirit can see things, they can see things further out. And also as a medium, the sense of time can be a challenge. You know, I felt like she had already experienced that. And I always try to explain to my recipient, to my sitter, that past, present and future here does not exist in the afterlife. So it's very common and normal for the medium to be off by a few days or a little bit, you know, in that sense. But I know that that was an amazing step in her healing journey to have come full circle with something that she had been told only a few days prior, and then to actually experience it. There's no other way to have known that that was going to happen. I can also Mm -hmm. say in a gallery session, one very recent one that I had this, this mother with, with, with her daughter, the daughter kept showing herself to me in the kitchen and I immediately could just feel, you know, how sometimes as a medium, you get filled with emotion. Like it's, it's, you almost like have to like fan yourself because you can feel the intensity of the energy. You want to start crying. Yes. There's just this huge, intense. So I had been connecting to this mother with other pieces of, of evidence, and then all of a sudden, the daughter brings me to to the kitchen, and I said, "Yeah, she's like showing me. She's like at counter height, and it's like you walking into the kitchen, and all of a sudden, it's like you see her." And the mother was stunned and she said, it wasn't me in the kitchen. It was my father. He called me yesterday to tell me that he walked into the kitchen and my daughter was sitting at the table. So I didn't have it exact, but I had it pretty darn close. And that's <laughs> that's how it works, you know, and she's, you know, it, and so you could just see on her face the, the, the joy of just her daughter knew. Yeah. Her, of course she wow. knew. Her daughter's not just around mom, she's around the grandfather too. Yeah. And 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 so that was that's actually one of the few times I've ever seen an apparition be talked about <laughs> in a reading, but that was pretty rare, pretty amazing, Ooh. amazing communicator their daughter was.
0: Yeah. You know, that's really you, okay, you said amazing communicator. And that brings me to my experience with kids. You know there are some people in spirit who are quieter than others, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm talking about adults, and and I have not experienced that with kids. The kids have been amazing communicators,
1: all of them, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it's it's I'm having a little aha aha moment right now because I hadn't thought of it that way yet. But why do you think that is? That's really that's interesting. I think
1: I think partly when it comes to parents with helping parents heal, all the kids are together all the time. They're truly they're they're around their parents. They're not through me but there have been stories that kids have met in the afterlife and through validation with with different mediums. The stories just continue to unfold and unfold and, and it's just stunning. Mm-hmm. I think that As a child or as a young soul who's passed prematurely, there's this desire to really connect and show. You're a parent that you're all around, you know, and, and they keep it in such a forefront and in front of them, it's, it's so real, it's so tangible, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't, I do believe though, that regardless of age, whether it's a young child or it's a, it's a spouse in spirit, you know, who lived 60 years, there is a level of having to learn, you know, they've watched the medium, they watch how the medium works, you know, the sitter might think that they just picked you by choice, but it's really the loved one that's coming through in spirit that has chosen the medium and has Mm -hmm. found that way, you know, to get them to, to that medium so that they can work with that medium. Like you said, everybody kind of works a bit differently as a medium. So do the spirits, you know, some might be more clairsentient and maybe don't come to medium Brita and they might go to, to you, you know, Mm -hmm. so who knows. But it is, they're they're all amazing communicators and they all are shining lights themselves. It's not just the parents, the kids are shining lights
0: too. You know, and it it makes me think too that, you know, this the the childlike attitude, the childlike wonder, that childlike excitement that where, you know, when kids get excited and they just want to they just wanna pop because <laughs> they're just so excited to be there and to talk and to experience and to express. I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
1: But I think all loved ones too, you know, some of them, you know, have said they've waited decades to connect to their loved one. And then you find out when the reading ends, you know, their dad was crossed 30 years ago, you know, so again, no sense of time, but they're just, you know, as excited too, but absolutely.
0: You know, speaking of that, I get that question all the time and it is my, it's my most difficult, most frustrating question to answer when people do come to us and after it's said and done, so-and-so didn't come and they were really hoping to hear from so-and-so when they say, why, where, where are they? What, what, what is your answer?
1: Great question. You know, I always try to encourage people to set the intention of, of who they want to connect to, but at the end of the the day, the spirits, the souls are deciding what's needed in the heart, what's needed yes. for you. And we may not realize it on a cognizant level, but they know exactly with their intelligence what our soul needs in that healing process. Yes, I had a woman a few years ago who was so disappointed that she didn't connect to Mom, and it was Dad that came through. Yep. And it was an incredibly healing session from Dad. She came back a few weeks later. Dad came through again, but in the middle of the reading, Mom stepped in. And so, there, there was a, there was a plan in place that we don't have control because yeah. we're just the conduit. We're just the channel of, yeah. of sharing, you know, the information, but, but I do feel that, uh, as people spiritually evolve, they get a better understanding that their soul is getting exactly what it needs to help them on their healing journey.
0: Yeah. And you know what, and we, we refer back to in that case, the intelligence to spirit, they, the, the intel. Yeah. they just, they know, they know what we need before we know what we need no matter how strongly we feel like we (laughs) need this you know or that
1: yeah Well, and that goes back to that, you know, how quickly we want to learn how to connect, you know, even as developing mediums, you know, why isn't it coming faster? You know, why am I not clairaudient? You know, why am I not strong in my clairvoyance? And I think we live in a society now. I like to call it my Insta generation. Everything's instantaneous. You can order food wherever you live now. You know, mm -hmm. you can go onto social media, all the videos. Nobody even wants to watch, you know, things with my kids don't know what commercials are, you know, so there's that instant gratification and we have to learn that, Spiritually speaking, the awakening is a process, and it's a process that's divinely timed,
0: yep, agreed with your experience with spirit and delivering readings and messages, what is your experience with the divine? what What is your experience with with respect to like what happens when we pass?
1: Great question. So I have had the amazing experiences with those in spirit showing me their transitions. I have seen hundreds of transitions with validating evidence that I never would have thought would be possible. Even 15, 20 years ago, I didn't know. I didn't know people could have different transitional experiences and it really started again, really organically. I, I, I had a, a, a woman's spouse in spirit and he kept showing me that he would look at the leaves, when he crossed over, there were all the trees. And he kept talking about all these trees, all these trees. And he could see with like x-ray vision, the leaves, the veins of the leaves. And he's going on and on and on and on about this. And the woman's just nodding her head. And I'm thinking, oh boy, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but okay. You know, so (laughs) the whole reading ends. And at the very end of the session, when she is telling me more and validating, she says, I have to tell you, my husband, He loved trees. In the five years leading up to his passing, he planted over 500 trees on our property. So I can totally see why there were trees all around him when he passed. And so I have stories like that constantly being shared in transitional experiences. And what I have come to learn is the transition is exactly what we create, what we want it to be. And the soul knows what's calming and what helps transition. Sometimes I see angels in the transitions and I see very specific things with angels in the transitions that are helping the, the soul crossed over. The one thing, the one thread in every experience of the transitions that I have seen and experienced, they're all peaceful. Yeah. Everything is peaceful. hundred percent.
0: Oh. Yes. Sometimes,
1: you know, sometimes loved ones are met right away. One time I had a, I I, I had a a group reading of a, of a family who had lost a brother and you could tell some of the members in the group reading weren't quite sure about this. And the brother's telling me that the first loved one that he saw when he transitioned was his dog or or a dog. Mm -hmm. And he's showing me this dog and they're kind of like nodding their head. I said, no, no, they're telling me this dog belongs to you. And this is what the dog looks like. And they're like, oh, okay. And then he goes on to tell me the name of the dog. And they were like, whoa, you know, and I don't get names a lot. So don't think I'm this medium that gets all these names. It just <laughs> happens sometimes, but the yeah. soul knew, you know, to help connect to his loved ones here that they just weren't quite, you know, connecting to the information. They needed a little bit more to just get them, you know, on board, I guess you could say, and really trusting and believing. And that's what he showed. And that was very calming. He had a, ended up having this beautiful relationship with the aunt's dog. That I, you know, oh, didn't know about wow. until after the reading. Yeah. So oh, it's all so amazing, isn't
0: the it? Spirit is <laughs> everything. I mean, just everything. It's just yeah. I, I. It, there's like, how do you find words to describe something so magnificent? There just aren't enough words to describe it. I agree. With your experience with helping parents heal, we we parents. Well, first of all, I mean, just as a human being, when we lose our loved ones before their time, and I mean like before old age, or like parents should go first, grandparents should go first, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, down the line, right? Yeah. There's always the question of why, and how can this happen? When working with helping parents heal, I know that has been a question that I've received often. And I wonder, how does that play out within Helping Parents Heal as well? That has to be a question, why? How could this happen?
1: You know, I think there's a lot of different approaches to that because even not every medium has the same experience or belief system either. Yeah. You know, some people believe you know that their soul plans and these architect plans all the way down to you know the last moment of someone's life, and there's others that don't have that experience. But what I will tell to someone who's asking me that question, you know, obviously I will I will see what their loved one shares, but it's only what. I can gather from the evidence that the loved one is talking about. But there's there isn't there isn't an answer for everything. You know, even when you talk about these transitions, you know, you can only validate with what's being shown to you or what the information is that's coming forward. And I and I think that there are still mysteries in life of, you know, what, why, you know, the, the big mm-hmm. whys. And a lot of times what I find with the children, they are teachers. They um. are the biggest. Littlest teachers in the world, and they have a ripple effect through their passing through their story that sometimes can't be seen at that moment. Uh But in a few years to, you know, longer, the ripple effect of of the lives that they have touched through their story through their parents, it just keeps going. You know, some parents go on to write books, some go on to hold retreats, some parents have had totally transformative experiences in our mediums today. So it's really this amazing, amazing ripple effect that I have seen, but it's hard to tell somebody, anybody early on in the journey, you know, th- this is what it is. But a lot of times it gets shown later in life. It's just yes. like, you know, living a, an experience and not knowing why something didn't didn't work out and you don't see it until later on. And you have to look at it from a different perspective, yep. but the kids, I mean, they're ama- They're teaching me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're my teachers. They're my greatest teachers all the time. Every time I go into a session, I learn something new that I didn't already understand with mediumship and how the ability is truly there. The, the tiniest of souls, yeah. I, I mean, connecting at 21 weeks gestation. Really? Yeah. Wow. Sh- show me the evidence. That's incredible. Yeah. There are no... You know there are no parameters in that right. sense. It's, the evidence is
0: there. Wow, agreed. They are our teachers. Yes, the people that the ripple effects, like you said, some people write books. Some people recognize their own spirituality and become successful mediums, helping to heal in that way. Some some create organizations to help yeah. the, the a group of people, like say a, addiction you know, addiction Mm -hmm. recovery services and, or helping people understand the addiction and recovery and, or, you know, maybe overdose and, you know, a little bit more information. It's, it's really beautiful and it's hard to, it is very difficult to, when it is early, like you said, when it is early, that ripple effect that is coming down the road is not even, we can't even fathom that in the moments. With your experience, with everything that we've been talking about, with spirit, with the readings, with the passing of children, passing of people prematurely, what what is your thought on our purpose here?
1: It's a great question, and so when you say our purpose, meaning each individual that comes here or as mediums, yeah,
0: Yeah, our purpose, (laughs) well, or or both, both, you know, as as human beings, what what is our purpose?
1: I think it's. It's having this human experience. It's one moment in time. It's one moment in time. And and I and in the way that I've been taught and believe from what the spirit world has taught me, including my own spiritual guides, you know, we come here to work on certain emotions. And within those emotions, reoccurring themes are going to take place. You know, they're going to give us different life events that that we sometimes choose by free will. Sometimes it's divinely timed. And those experiences help us continue to work on things within. Our lives of those emotions. I don't believe, nor have I ever been shown with evidence that it's predetermined how somebody's going to pass. I've never seen that. And when you think about anybody who's lost their life to death by suicide, that is not predetermined.
0: That wow. is not predetermined. That's, yeah, that's
1: true. so, you know, when you think about it from like a life's purpose standpoint. It's really to to have this human experience in, in coming here and and in, in learning to rise above the human story. You know, you're so much more than Jeffrey. I'm so much more than Britta. But that's my human name, you know. But the soul is so much greater than that. And we're all thrown grief at some point in our lives. Grief isn't just losing a loved one. It could be the no. loss of a job. It could be yeah. a lot the loss of a marriage, a dream. Oh my you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so everybody will experience it at some point or another. And it's, you know, a lot of times through grief is where growth comes. And that's where you find your tribe and you have the spiritual awakening. And that's why organizations like Helping Parents Heal that are so uplifting, you know, and, and just amazing in what they do and what they bring to these to these parents is absolutely incredible and those that that volunteer in this organization it's all volunteer i mean it's a non-profit organization yeah. the countless hours that are put in they do monthly newsletters you know somebody has to organize all the gallery readings and all the talks that happen all these chapter meetings across you know the world and then they even do conferences you yeah. know they just announced they're doing a big conference in 2024 at the end of the summer so so much work goes in, but it's the kids, you know, they always talk about it. It's the kids, the kids that are making it happen. They're the kids that are opening up the doors. So, oh,
0: it's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's amazing.
0: It really is. It really is. I just, Britta, I just want to reach through the screen and give you a hug. <laughs> well, it's so nice to meet you today. I love it. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. So yeah. be- before we end, what what would you like to share with people as final thoughts And then Mm. I want you to talk about where people can find you.
1: Sure. You know, if there's one thing I wanted to leave anybody with today, I would say vibration is key in everything and anything that we do. You know, we're all energy and vibration is so important. So even coming to meet a medium and having a session, keeping the vibration up is important because your loved ones vibrate at such a faster pace than we do. And we have to raise our vibration and that's where we meet in the middle. But you can also think of vibration as getting things done in life, you know, where's your thought process? Okay. You're, you're having a really rough week. You're not liking your job. So let's start manifesting. Let's bring up that vibration and let's start envisioning where that job's going to take us, you know? So vibration is just so much ingrained in us. And a lot of times we don't learn about it until much later in life and how different, how different it could be from that. But also I would say the final thing is, is that we never walk alone. We're always walking alongside our loved ones. They're always around us. Our spirit guides are around us, but truly we never walk this journey alone.
0: Amen to that.
1: Wonderful. Yes. And you can find me, sorry, you can find me at mediumbrita.com.
0: <laughs> mediumbrita.com. Yes. B-R-I-T-T-A, Medium Brita. That's right. Again, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and pleasure, all the listeners.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit. And everybody, I just want to remind you coming up here on June 16th, something super spiritual is going live on YouTube. So we'll be doing wow. a live, a live weekly show. And Britta is going to be coming on as a guest soon Yay. thereafter the 16th. So get ready. We're going <laughs> to put our calendars together and everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being here with us, Britta. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank, and you. thank you very much, everybody. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste.